Welcome back, everybody, to the Free Agents Podcast. Back here for more coverage of the challenge battle for a new champion. Episode 16 is in the books, and uh, a hell of a lot happened. So we have a lot to break down with all of that. Before we get into all of that, I uh, want to promote here at the top. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun over on Patreon lately. We released a couple weeks ago the All-Stars 4 draft that we recorded well over a year ago. Uh, so that has been up on the Patreon feed for a little bit now. And we also recorded... Uh, Uh, and recently put up the season 40 cast speculation draft that we did with uh, Mike Bloom and Sasha Joseph. And that is also up right now on Patreon. Uh, There is a a hell of a lot of mess going on on social media right now for the challenge, just from this very last episode. And we're going to get into all of that on this week's episode, uh, this bonus episode coming out this week, as well as the challenge home turf we're going to cover over there. So just uh, mentioning that at the top of the podcast, uh, if that is something you're interested, patreon.com slash the free agents podcast the link should be in the description below this podcast wherever you are finding it so with that all said of course i am matt alongside my co-host brian scally scally how are you hello hello i am good obviously uh besides the fact that i am in mourning but otherwise um i'm doing well episode made me go absolutely berserk i'm very excited to be here and discuss uh, quite the eventful episode that we had this week it was insane. Uh, we'll have to talk if this is a contender or automatically the the best episode of the season. Some are saying, I might be saying, but I also don't remember what other episodes would even be in contention. Uh, so we'll figure that all out along the way here. We're also joined by a special guest. Uh, first time on the Free Agents podcast, I, I believe. I'm going to stop saying that to people because I'm going to start forgetting when people have been on. Uh, welcome to the podcast, this official podcast, Matt Gagan. Yes, I am a member of the One Timers Club. So excited to be here. Uh, this this used to be like the biggest like Michelle Fitzgerald Stan podcast, and I feel like it's taken a bit of a step back. Uh, so I'm I'm here to provide more Michelle love to uh to balance the haters out, Scally. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that <laughs> moving forward. Okay. Um, but of course, when I was uh, having that debate in my head just about 60 seconds ago, Matt, I was thinking, because obviously you have come on before with us when we were on uh, our former home, the Dom and Colin podcast. Of course. Um, so not your first time talking challenge by any means, but first time this season. How have you been enjoying the season? Um, I have been enjoying it. See, I I, uh, I started watching the challenge, uh, I believe, season 31. So I've been here throughout all of, all of the 30s. And the thing about the challenge is at least in this era that I have been a part of, these seasons really blend together and I have a tr- trouble differentiating them. There's sometimes on Twitter, you'll see like a bunch of logos of the different challenge titles pop up and you'll be like, oh, choose two seasons. And we're like, I couldn't tell you anything that happened in any season, nor who won any season. Besides, the, the season that Turbo won is the one that stuck out. So I'd always said that that was the best season. But something that this season is, it also sticks out. It's also been, you know, I, I know that Scally has been, uh, has been, I, according to him higher than most on it uh but i think i might even be higher on the season than he is because i've been enjoying it i love the new cast i i love uh you know obviously having you know that 10 week stretch in where no one went home in a row is is interesting uh is an interesting decision but I, I think there was plenty of stuff happening during that time period to keep me interested as well so i have been really enjoying the season this episode as you were saying probably the best of the season so only made it better in in my estimate so yeah i very very happy to be here right now 
Kelly, I don't even know what the headline is here. I mean, the the, the one headline is Norris with a period or an exclamation point at the end of that statement. Uh, the other headline is three men going home in one episode. Uh, the other headline. Yes, well, I got to gotta interrupt. As you have said before, if you have something to say, you can interrupt. So yes, I'm yes, yes. Taking, the, taking that liberty. <laughs> I, I do love that I am here on a day where day after three men got eliminated a, a week after you guys were belly aching about how a woman would never would never get <laughs> eliminated again. And it was going to be an all male final. Yeah. And I didn't even get a tweet from Brian Cohen to like congratulate me specifically because he seems to uh, associate this kind of success in the reality TV world with specifically me. And is I, he wrong? No, he's not wrong, of course. Um, but he, actually, I just saw his Instagram story. He seems to be away. So I don't even know if he watched live. We'll see. Um, but Brian, thank you anyway. And uh, Brian Scali, again, I don't know where to even start. There's so many headlines. Oh, I was very encouraged by this week. I thought that, you know, we'll talk about them in detail, but seemed definitely more balanced. Seems like there were things that were uh, put into place to make this a little bit better for sure. I also think having one of the strongest women in the house go into elimination probably also helped things. Uh, but I am very encouraged. I feel like the slate has been wiped clean by possibly the three strongest men in the house going home. All in one episode? Yeah. I, I think that's a good... Uh, <laughs> that's true. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, one of the things I saw on Twitter, there's a lot of Twitter and we may get to some of it here, some of it on the bonus episode, but, um, Corey maybe, or somebody was talking about how, uh, Ed's entire Alliance was like Loki happy that he went home, even though he was their Alliance member, because of course he's a strong guy. We thought he could have been a, a big threat in the final. And then, uh, Horacio and Kylan also following him out the door is just insane and blows the field wide open going forward. Yeah. I've never seen Game of Thrones, but it ha I have to say that this was some kind of red wedding of sorts, if I'm using that correctly. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, Gally? that's so valid. Is this, is this a red wedding? Nailed it. Um, <laughs> it depends on how you're looking at it. I would say that it could be comparable. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, not to spoil any uh, Game of Thrones uh, for anyone that hasn't watched it by now. Spoiler here again. <laughs> but, uh, you know, big betrayal, lots of major deaths. I, I think that uh, that definitely qualifies. So look at that. Yeah. And uh, lots of drama along the way. I mean, Berna has had nothing to do this season besides <laughs> getting fights with people. And it's so appreciated because there's not like, like even this episode, uh, we'll get into it more, but like they try to give her a little bit more of like a personal story, but that like lasted for like, I don't know, 60 seconds on the episode. And then she gets into another fight later on. So like, that's her main thing here. So again, there's drama, there's, there's chaos, people, you know, fighting, going home, all this stuff. So um, they decided that they were just going to save all of the excitement for the season for episode 16. Uh, and I believe, again, if our math is correct, that there is only one more episode of this type before we get to the final itself. So oh. if next episode can be as explosive as this one, uh, what a strong finish. Mm, another triple elimination would bring us down to how many people? I'm going to count that up. Three, four, I don't know five, six, be, seven, eight. It would yeah. have to be a double elimination again. I don't know why they didn't save the triple elimination for like the last one if they're doing one more of these. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Especially considering I thought that they were just doing the bring in three, save two so that Kylan and Horacio could just be the two that win every week and they, they could keep <laughs> them both around. But that really, uh, they they showed me this week. You know, I'm saying let's purge two next week. <laughs> let's go down to six people. I'm down. Wow. Like, oh, I, I, don't... I think they the worst part about the challenge is the finals and that there's so many people. And then by the ending, it really just seems like random as to who wins. So uh, if we could get less people in the final, I'm also an advocate of fewer people in like survivor finales. Just mm -hmm. uh, just really just uh, 
uh, more eliminations before we get to the big one at the end is something I'm always down for. Yeah. I don't think it's that's the thing is final. in the new era of the challenge, like no one's a winner, but everyone's a finalist. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just how it works at this point. Like hey, we can point to how few new winners we've had, but it just feels like everyone is making a final on a season. If you show up and you have an okay alliance, like congratulations, we'll see you in the final. <laughs> Tell that to or, yeah. uh, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that James is somehow going to make the final, it's, it's incredible. Do we want to lead off with James? Because because the highlight no. of the week. Okay, um, <laughs> We can, but I don't want to. <laughs> it's just like, I, I know that, Scal, you've been like documenting this well on Twitter, just this general thought we've all had together of how the fuck is this man still here? Why is he still here? Why is he still being saved? And it's just mind boggling to me that we have now been on two to three consecutive or two two to three months of just wondering how he's still here despite like how is mariah saving him well enough <laughs> to save this man who has no connections anywhere else how it's so wild i try to like at least be cheeky uh in my dislike of people on twitter and not just an outright hater and with james i'm just like go <laughs> why are you here i'm so confused uh oh i don't God. get it I- I feel like Michelle put it well, which is like literally I'm deciding between my best friends to go into elimination rather than throwing in like uh, Mariah's temporary boyfriend. Like, I don't understand why this is happening. Uh, I feel like <laughs> uh, by this point, like, would Callum really be this safe had he not just randomly got sniped early on? Because it seems like he should at least be safer than Mariah's boyfriend. Uh, so I am absolutely floored that we are so scared of sending home Mariah's plus one. I mean, you well, have to give. Only- Go ahead, Matt. I was just going to say, I mean, for not only, I mean, it just speaks to how impressive Mariah must be that she's able to That's what I was gonna say. and drag James along with her. But then also <laughs> that she has the audacity to be like, well, why are we making James do the dirty work? And Michelle's like, James is not even part of this alliance, so he can do the dirty work. Like, what? <laughs> are you kidding me right now? It's, it's the fact that Mariah sits there in these meetings and stands up for him in such a way that you would think that he's part of the core of the alliance, yeah. let alone like Mariah, just Mariah's plus one. It is impressive beyond belief that she has enough pull to even at this point in the goddamn game, keep him out of harm's way where Michelle and Jay, who are at the core of this group, who are the, the leads of this group, would be happy in, a, in an instant to let him go because he means nothing to them and nothing to their games. Maybe there is an element where Jay's like, I would like to run against James in a final. We saw him in that elimination. He gassed out pretty quick. I don't know. But it's still like you're talking about all these people, all these connections, and Jay, uh, sorry, James is like the least connected to anybody in this core besides Mariah. And that's why this is all so insane. Like you look at like the Olivia and Nerese and all this, all this, all the stuff that we're going to get into uh, in this podcast where, uh, you know, all these people that are getting betrayed and all the friendships and blah, 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 blah. And James is just sliding through. It's insane. But well, especially wow. because there was a point in this season where over half of the alliance was like, who's Mariah? Let's send her home too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one cared about her. And so, so the fact that she has ingratiated herself to the, like be so insulary where she also has been able to pull James in, it would make sense if they were like, James is not a threat in the final. It's not worth taking a shot. Okay, that's why we're keeping him. But we haven't heard that verbalized in weeks. So I don't understand why it's all about not pissing off Mariah. Right. You think he'd at least be like an option to send down there. But Mariah is very good at just shutting that down. It's very, it's very impressive. You, if, you would have showed me like if I if you told me at the end of the second episode where I saw him completely gas out in that one like elimination that he was in. And then you'd tell me, oh, this is the guy that's going to be in the final at the end of the season. I'd be like, that's I, I wouldn't believe you. 
Yeah. I, and also, so much of the drama this season has been like, uh, Nerys and Olivia, sorry, you don't get plus ones. Right. <laughs> like we're, right. We don't care about your plus ones at all. We are cutting them. If you don't like it, too bad. But like Mariah, no, he's staying around. Yeah. Another thing that we can talk about with, uh, you know, maybe at the top here as well, because it's not like the most important to what happens throughout the rest of the episode is this middle group that's uh, been formed pretty solidified uh, over the past couple of weeks. And I think Corey might have talked about it on Twitter as well. I, I think I saw of uh, him. Colleen and Berna that have just decided that they are going to stick together and Corey has even said I think again on Twitter that him and Colleen as soon as Conquest started kind of locked in with each other that they were going to be each other's number ones because they realized nobody else is looking out for us as much as we can look out for each other if there's a world where we can do that and now we've seen two consecutive weeks with the safety train chain that that group has you know essentially been able to uh, save each other and uh, there was a whole plan where maybe Colleen was going to go in this week because Michelle and Jay had decided, well, maybe she's again at the bottom of our uh, pecking order and somehow some way again, that th- uh, trio gets saved. I'm surprised. I'm not surprised because James doesn't seem to have any interest in playing the game, uh, but I'm surprised <laughs> that he hasn't linked up with that group of just all these people that are fighting around us. We're all on the bottom. And like, I know that uh, Kyland has tried to put together this group of outsiders and that was falling apart outside of just the group that he had successfully had uh, the foursome from last week that, now became a threesome this week um but it's just insane that we've gone through this many episodes and uh james is still falling asleep or i'm falling asleep watching him uh this trio is you know as all these other pieces fade away berna colleen Corey are starting to look to me as a threat to have enough numbers to be fine going all the way to the end of the game yeah i mean as soon as this became the new standard for the like elimination selection process i looked at people like them and was like oh they should be safe through the end of the game (laughs) like i thought that the fact that we were even talking about like which one of them were we going to sacrifice was kind of an anomaly in that even if like the Horacio, kylan narice olivia side won uh then probably you're going to start saving the people in the middle and throwing in like the jays (laughs) to elimination so uh this should be perfect for them and so i'm glad that they did realize and have teamed up yeah um let's talk from the beginning of the episode here scally leading off with you talk about your boy kylan and his uh you know bid for uh i don't know the emmys or the oscars what is he going for here (laughs) this went way too far (laughs) this was so funny (laughs) he comes in and he's like mourning Horacio's with Norris. They are crying in private. Uh, Olivia is hysterical. Uh, The whole house is like celebrating because they got Horacio out. But Kylan is like uh, knowing this is going too far, but also not giving it up because Horacio is going to come in and also still be playing his part. So you kind of can't leave him out to dry. So it was very, very funny. I enjoyed this thoroughly, even if it like was maybe not the best idea. Yeah, Why did he do this? But let me let me speak to Kyland for for just a brief second. First of all, I was <laughs> I was so hoping that Kyland would be the one person to survive last night because then if he came back and had to say the same thing again that he was the only one to return, no one would have <laughs> believed him, and it would have been so funny to <laughs> to have him be like, "No, seriously, guys, no one else is coming." Like it was it was just me, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But I. When Kylan was on, like, I enjoyed Kylan enough when he played in USA, I think it was. But uh, Scally has been much more of a Kylan fan than seemingly a Michelle fan in, in you know, in recent oh, years since since he burst onto the scene in <laughs> BB23. Uh, and, uh, you know, I have to admit, I, I wasn't very vocal about this, but I wasn't the hugest Kylan fan in, in BB23. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to upset Scally. I didn't want, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, he tends to be right about some things. Don't want to get an argument with him about this. Maybe there's something I'm not seeing. But, I mean, of a cast of 16, Kylan was 
maybe like my 11th favorite in the cast. So I I don't, I didn't understand where the love was coming from. And that has completely changed on the challenge. Uh, This season or the challenge in particular, I think like, uh, I mean, I remember loving this uh, British guy called Kyle, but besides him, Kylan, my favorite male challenge competitor, I, I I can I can remember like this season for him. I have been loving him from the beginning to the end. There, he just says things where I'm like, why would you say that? Uh, it's been fun watching him work as the underdog all year. Even this, where he just decides to lie to everyone and say he's the only one coming back, and then take it way too far. Uh, you know, I, I've been loving every to the point where I don't know when it happened, but I was like, oh my god, I am fully rooting for Kylan right now. I don't know where this came from. I hope he's on every season from now on. Me, me and TJ were sharing sentiments. I was like, yeah, I don't want to see you two down here anymore either. Like, and I really hope we see you again soon too. Like, I am loving the Kylan experience. It's it so funny because <laughs> I also feel like Kylan's point of view like matches up zero percent with mine. Like, he's still in the like <laughs> respect the challenge greats, and we have to go to the end with the best, and like all of this stuff that like is not what I vibe with at all. But he's still all. making good TV. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it, should he have picked a fight with Burning here for literally no reason? No. <laughs> no. There's no reason to pick a fight with Burning here. Uh, it was very funny where she's like, I'm so happy for you. And he's like, Really? Well, you didn't prove it. Like, okay. <laughs> he's, really yeah, get... he's out here playing with nothing to lose at this point. I mean, he comes back from this elimination and he's like, I'm going to toy with the entire house. I mean, I was surprised <laughs> that, like, as far as we could tell, he didn't like whisper in Narisa's ear and be like, Razi uh, was yeah. actually coming. Just act along with me because we're just, you know, we're being funny. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but the fact that he pulls off this whole thing at the beginning and then he's then toying with not only, again, the whole house, uh, but with specifically Berna, who he knows he's going to get a reaction out of. And he's going to just, he, he wants to call anybody out on their crap right now. And oh, Berna is the one that just happens to be there where she's like, you know, as, as you said, she's like, oh, I'm so, I was so upset for you guys, even though we're not as close as maybe you and other people, but I was still sad. Uh, and then, <laughs> Uh, Kylan's like, well, you didn't seem to be very sad when you did absolutely nothing <laughs> to save us at any point in the game, let alone like this part of the game. So I don't know what you're upset about. She gets in his face and he's just laughing at her. And I also saw a tweet about this. Uh, I don't know who the hell it was from. I'm so sorry. But it was like Kylan is one of the most frustrating types of people that you could ever be in an argument with because you just want to get you want to like go back and forth with him as he seems to be initiating. And then he just laughs at you and just yeah, laughs in yes. your face. And you can't even say anything because he's just smiling. And you're like, wipe that smile off your face. <laughs> this is another reason I was wishing that he would be the one to come back because watching him with truly no allies left in the house would have been so, so much fun to watch. And I love that he is the person that's like, oh, yeah, let's let's keep all the people, let's keep all the threats together, all the people that deserve to be here, the best will battle it out. And like everyone else is just like, yeah, no, thank you. We'd actually just like to get rid of you if that's okay. And then he has to operate from a place of just having pretty much no allies. It's incredible. Yeah. So I, the funniest part of this was Berna didn't have to be like, I'm so happy for you, despite not really liking you all that much. <laughs> <laughs> like we could have just been, I'm so happy for you. Period. Done. <laughs> End of <laughs> sentence. Uh, but no, like poked the bear. And so I was not entirely surprised that he said something back because I feel like even like I'm probably going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what was that? Um, but uh, like, no wonder that Berna is more loyal to the people who are not telling her to her face how abrasive she is. Like, uh, He did not go about it the best way. So not Listen, super shocking. She, I would not anticipate her picking him next week. She's she's a lost she's a lost cause at this point. There's there's nothing Kylan could have done to win her. Yeah. Over. Uh, Narisa tweeted that if she if it weren't were not for her anger management uh, classes that she took before the season, she would have like knocked Berna out within the first week. Oh, she was two seconds away from doing it in the last episode. <laughs> she was. So, <laughs> um, so there's that. 
Um, just continuing on with Berna, I was alluding to this earlier, but she gets a little bit of a scene here just talking about, again, more of her past. Um, it was very strangely placed, this scene for me. I feel like there's many other weeks that we could have gotten, but, but then again, I guess if they were, if I mean, if this uh, conversation happened within the timeline of this episode and they, uh, I don't know, but I still feel like, you know, these are two people that have been around for the whole season so far and they could have easily uh, fitted in somewhere else because we just go from like, here's this person that's getting into an argument over, you know, like getting loud get over whatever. And then, oh, wait, here's like a much more humane side of them and uh, a backstory about, you know, uh, their troubling childhood and whatnot. And um, and then it just got even weirder because it went into a, a Manuel talking about how much he loves his mom and FaceTiming his mom. And I was like, am I supposed to care about any of this? I'm just confused with the pacing and the editing. I don't know if it was just me. No, it makes sense. I, I, the thing I think is like Emmanuel is given like three confessionals all season. They've all been about his mom. Um, like, I have to imagine they're like, Emmanuel, so in the game. And he's like, no, I don't talk about that. So my mom, <laughs> like that's literally all he says. Uh, so I wasn't super surprised to see it relate back there, but we do get the call. And so like this scene's cute. It's fine, but I'm not invested in him as a character outside of this. So it doesn't really hit as hard. Do you think uh, his mom? is uh, another woman he doesn't view as a first-class citizen. <laughs> uh, probably based on some tweets. Mm. Oh, oh, boy. Mm. Raven mm. was out here, like, thirst-tweeting about Emmanuel being like, he looks even better on TV, like, now that I'm gone. And I'm like, girl, you see, you see in the tweets, you do... Okay. Stand it up. doesn't surprise me, based on when, on the Challenge podcast, they were like, Raven, did you see Emmanuel's, like, very problematic tweets? And she was like, yeah, they, like, kind of made me feel good. And I was like, what? Oh, oh, that's interesting. I have not seen these tweets, so I'm, I'm glad that I haven't been too invested in Emmanuel. Yeah, that's, yeah. Or his mom, for that matter. <laughs> so, and, and the, the FaceTime, there was just, like, nothing there. <laughs> it's like, hi, mom, yeah, love his, you. His mom should have told him, like, not to trust Olivia or something. That would have right. been something. Right. <laughs> that's um, the thing, is I was like, did I zone out? <laughs> like, maybe I did. Watch it a second time, and I was like, did I zone out? No, um, you could have. <laughs> um, speaking of Olivia, just real quick, because obviously a lot more to get into later, but just the foreshadowing that, especially upon the rewatch, uh, that you notice of all the different confessionals she's giving, uh, when Kylan was giving his whole performance and talking about it in the sense that, like, Horacio didn't come back. She was crying. She was uh, devastated that she lost Horacio, and she was like, I have a real friend that sacrificed himself for me, and she was just so upset. And again, the foreshadowing for what's about to come later is just insane. I'll never betray Horacio again. Never. <laughs> never. It's it's like when she thought he went home, it was like, whoa, he did the best thing in the world for me. And then he didn't go home. And she was like, oh, so he didn't do anything. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he still did the same thing. Yeah, it wasn't only good because you thought he went home. <laughs> it only, she was only able to feel that it meant something if he was no longer there. I guess so. It was it was it, weird. Um, again, more to come with that. Let's uh, talk about the challenge. I guess we'll keep going in sequential order here, especially because it uh, not a whole lot to talk about with it. It was called End of the Line, and uh, I know this is not the first time they've done this challenge. Uh, Matt Gagan, does this do anything for you, this challenge? So when I watch the challenge, uh, I uh, usually zone out during the the titular challenges, uh, the, the dailies, as I believe they're called. Uh, but this time, I knew I was coming on the podcast. So I was like, all right, let me pay attention to this one. I'm going to know exactly what's going on. And I still didn't know what was I, I guess I still zoned out during the explanation because I just, I was watching the challenge. and I was like, wait, what are they doing? They're, they're dropping on, the, on this cable into the water. All I knew is that people were burning their their the skin off on their hands. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's kind of gross. And then I they were falling in. But if you if you fell in 
faster that was good than that was better than if you fell in slower so i was like all right i'm just gonna trust the results and whoever i didn't know like what they were trying to do like how you got the fastest time um but i i was when james fell in i was like oh this is perfect because i love how pointless of a character he's been and just to non unceremoniously be eliminated by like randomly falling in the water would have been a perfect exit for him but uh, apparently other people fell in too let me just tell you you understanding the concept of this challenge wouldn't have made it any more interesting (laughs) <laughs> Probably okay, less. Good, good, good to know. Well, yeah, I, it was kind of exciting because I, I never knew like what, what was, who was performing well, who was performing. I knew <laughs> that falling in the water was bad, but I didn't know how bad, how bad a, a fall would be compared to the other falls. Yeah, um, I'll say if anything about this challenge, Scally, is that I appreciated that it did seem like, uh, as far as you know, we're purging the last place person from each. Uh, challenge in this phase of the game that it did seem like the guys were poised to lose one here uh because just being heavier as we see three of the heavier guys in the house the heaviest guys uh in the house compared to the people that didn't fall uh were all the ones that uh went too far down the rope and went into the water so um we didn't have to uh i guess necessarily worry about you know raven going out again or uh, another one of the women well i think i wonder because i think that in terms of equity this was like much closer than many other challenges they ever get to. I also noticed that it was probably the three heaviest men in the house, uh, I think, uh, ended up being the ones to all fall. And so I wonder if that was a coincidence in that they were all just like brazen enough to think they're really good at all the challenges. And so they like tested their luck too far. Or if uh, it actually was due to their weight that they couldn't get it slowed down and it would like move fast, like so much faster or the equipment wouldn't work like as effectively. So either way, I'm still a thumbs up in terms of the equity on this challenge, especially when you factor in every other challenge around it. Um, But just like a question. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with belaying equipment or whatever. Unlike Jay, who does know how to do this stuff really well, tells us about it in confessional that he's so excited, which makes sense because he's going to go on to win. Him and Arasia were very close uh, in times for this one, which also tracks. Yeah, um, very unfortunate for Arasio. If he had gotten this win, the game goes a whole lot differently. Not as exciting of television uh, as far as the outcome of the Olivia drama of it all, but for the dynamics of the house uh, to, especially on an episode where you're, you're losing two people um, could have been a lot more interesting. Um, and Matt, your point about the, uh, the burning their hands was just absolutely insane. I oh. like, I saw that they were wearing gloves and even like one or two of them got onto the rope and looked like they took a glove off for some reason. Maybe it was the hand Ugh. that they were planning to, I know that they were planning to like <laughs> grab the clamp with and not use on the rope. But if you accidentally grabbed the rope at all with it, then you're oh. goodbye to all your skin. I hated it. <laughs> if they no. wanted me to actually watch the challenge. Keep the gloves on and they should have had better gloves. <laughs> yeah, it looked like the- I'm not buying your products. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the gloves ripped straight through in some of these cases. Yeah. Like there were holes. That, I was that's scared. Literally, I, that's why they didn't say these uh, are Under Armour gloves. They said yeah. Under Armour shoes. You can buy $15,000 worth of Under Armour anything you want, but they don't sell gloves. I will say I'm very brand loyal and I only wear Under Armour gloves. And now I'm now I'm questioning that. Now I'm thinking well, maybe I should. Th- this uh, product placement for Under Armour is having the opposite effect. I mean, as long as you're not repelling at high speeds, I think you're probably okay. Well, but... I think, I think usually not. Does you, never <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> he did sub for gym class. Today. Yeah, I did have to sub a gym class today. <laughs> the, rope, the rope didn't come out, but you never know when those Under Armour gloves are going to have to scale a rope. One of my biggest things that I think about to this day, I'm like, if I could have another shot at climbing that rope today, I could do it. 
I always think <laughs> biggest. I always think one put of me the in the pacer test. Put me in the pacer test. Let and me I do will, it now. <laughs> I will murder all of them. Like I never wanted to do the pacer test back in high school, but I <sighs> like because I can't run fast and I can't run uh, like but and I couldn't run like a I couldn't win like a distance thing, but I can run forever. So if you put me in that pacer test, I will I will just never stop and I will I will show all of those little teenagers how, how to get a great score. If, if we could turn <laughs> back time, <laughs> if only. I feel like you can find a rope to climb, Lagor. I probably can, but I I want to do it in gym class with those (laughs) losers. (laughs) Gigan, I think it's on YouTube. (laughs) No, the thing is, New York City has like marathons, half marathons. They they never have the New York City pacer test. That's what I would. That's what I would. That's what I would love to to compete in. (laughs) Anyway, um, any other highlights from this challenge? I don't think so. Um, I mean, Ed goes home. Ed does go home. Ed does go home. Goes home. Ed does go home. Um, and. What a surprise to me, uh, genuinely surprised, because, again, in my mind, I had him pegged as like somebody who would make it to the final. He just won last week. Uh, Challenge Stats had tweeted out that like him and Paulie are in a category by themselves of uh, contestants who have won an individual challenge and then gone home in the very next episode. Wow. By being purged. Wow. In the next episode. Well, that sounds (laughs) like there was less opportunity for that. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, But. Yeah. Um, again, his allies being happy that he's gone, while of course not to his face behind closed doors, uh, doesn't surprise me because again, he's a big threat, very smart, um, big, you know, athletic guy that was doing pretty well throughout the season. Um, do we see Ed again? Well, I mean, they just tried to vote him out two weeks ago, so I'm def- definitely yeah. not surprised that, that was such that they were happy. I mean, but, but it, they but showed that he was he was the lowest person Correct. in, in yeah. the alliance. Yeah. Is Ed will be back? I think. Really. I, yeah, I think my my gut reaction is just whenever you ask me if someone's going to be back, uh, eventually they will be back because this is a whole <laughs> season of people. I thought that a lot of them wouldn't be back, and and here they are. So that's true. I mean, this is extenuating circumstances. I think that Ed is someone who could get lost in the shuffle. I think like if next season was you know just a random number and not forty, I think like oh, a hundred percent Ed's back. I don't know if Ed makes season 40 for sure, but I think that in theory, he will be back. It's just a matter of do they go back to Ed on 41 or is does he qualify for 40? Who knows? I can't even think of somebody that I would compare Ed to to be like, you know, what happens with this type of player? Like he's obviously being used for like the goofball confessionals. So there's plenty of people that I guess fall into that kind of category. But like, are they that fun? No. <laughs> no, I thought he was fun. And it's real. It is the accent that fools you. Like he started talking in the first couple episodes. Like, oh, this is a fun guy. He'll be a fun personality. But then he was pretty boring the whole the whole scene. Like he yeah. didn't really do much. Yeah. yeah. I really don't think he's that fun of a character. He doesn't have drama. He doesn't like, you know, he's in just like one alliance and he moves through. He, he had the one chaotic vote. I think that's the one thing you could point to that he did this season. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. But then fun. afterwards, he just goes back to the alliance. He's like, all right, I, I'm, I'm yep. in last place on the alliance. Let's do this thing. Yep. So, I mean, I would say my official stance is I don't need it, but if he's there, I won't cry. I'm going to cry. I'll shed a tear. No, I think that's fair. No tears for me. Who does make you cry when they show up? Oh, my God. Where do we begin? (laughs) Where do we begin? Who from this season? Give me one. Um, Like if they showed back up next season and I have to watch James again, if I have to watch. uh, I think James is James has gotten to that point where he's so pointless. It is funny to me. (laughs) He made me groan. (laughs) <laughs> if I have to watch Emmanuel again, if I have to watch Emmanuel, yeah, I, I could do without him. 
I didn't get prepared. <laughs> Colleen, come on, enough, enough of Colleen. Goodbye. What's um, Colleen you're doing? You cry here? over Colleen. I, like, I, I would notice. I don't even notice she's on this season. I wouldn't notice she was back. <laughs> so let's just not do it again. Um, I think Asaf is my one. I'm with Michelle. Michelle at this point oh, being Asaf like, is so terrible. Michelle, <laughs> Michelle and I are both over Colleen, so we stand united on that. Um, so that's that. Um, and also Olivia getting the confessional when, when Ed leaves to be like, well, he turned against me last week. So karma's a bitch. I'm like, you and Ed have talked ever once. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Um, so I was happy. I don't know. Glad to lose him. Honestly, (laughs) like uh, a rather boring TV character. Like we said, someone that I think was going to be pretty difficult to get rid of an elimination. Uh, so I'm not mad at it. it. Your alliance turned on you and you did nothing about it. Like I, and was it good strategy? Like maybe, but I don't care. You were boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where we go next is uh, maybe we get to the highlight and kind of work our way backwards to say, how did we get here? And that highlight being the Olivia Kaiser of it all. Um, as she says, she's got nothing going on up there. Just, you know, empty, empty brain, no thoughts. Um, and she obviously had some thoughts because, uh, again, the highlight here is that after last week, we had uh, the final four people to be selected were, uh, uh, was it four? No, final five. Uh, Nerys got selected and had her choice of the final four, Arasio, Kylan, Zaza, and uh, Olivia. She saves Olivia. And now Olivia is in a spot this week where if she is going to get selected by safety chain, well, obviously, she's going to return the favor and save Norris, who even says as much when we get to the safety chain. And Norris is like, well, Kylan and Horacio may as well just follow me because Olivia is about to say my name. And then, you know, <laughs> uh, genius cut to uh, winding it all back. And uh, Scally, like, this this was such a mess. Yeah. Um, as someone who has watched Olivia since Love Island, I'm not that surprised. Uh, I just think this is Olivia. She has had fallouts with every single person from Love Island. Like, she is not a good friend, <laughs> seemingly from the outside. <laughs> it just, like, seems like a bad friend. Sorry. That's what, like, every person apparently on Love Island thinks or from every other show thinks. I wasn't surprised that it happened by now. Uh, to start the episode where she, he's, she is literally hysterical about Horacio sacrificing himself in the game and how could she have doubted him ever to then, like, signing his death warrant here at the end of the episode. Like, I'm not that shocked. And I think it's one of, like, the biggest betrayals of all time on the challenge. For sure. Um did not see this coming. And again, to kind of work our way backwards, uh, Matt, throughout the entire middle portion of this episode, we see so many different opinions on how the safety chain should work. And that's the beauty of the safety chain that, you know, once you get picked, you can pick anybody you want and people can make their lists and their plans and their orders. And last week we saw it go off without a hitch where they plotted out the exact order. They went in that exact order and they got the people into elimination they wanted to. But on a specific case like this, where Again, everybody had such differing opinions on who should be saved and who should go in. Olivia had this moment where she could have decided to just go for it and save the people she wanted to, uh, decided not to. Yes. And I, I remember last week, Scally was saying that they shouldn't have time to to plan out the list. They should just do it right away. And it made a lot of sense then. But I really enjoyed watching everyone <laughs> scramble, trying to come up with uh, some kind of uh some kind of pathway that made sense for them and just watching them strike it, watching Jay like a mad scientist just trying to conc- and then at the end he like shows his work to Norris. He's like, look, 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 I didn't want you here. Look, see, you're on the list. Like that was going to do anything. That was really funny too. I, I, I loved watching them because nothing was going to, like there was no way that they could work it out where like 
all the people that they exactly wanted to be safe would be safe until like I, obviously Norris goes in and that's not ideal for Jay, even though like it was kind of a half-hearted thing. Like was he actually trying to save her or was he really just uh, putting on a show for her? But um, yeah, when Michelle said Olivia's name, I was like, well, surely Olivia is just going to, you know, pick her friends, the people she's working with now. And I was like, oh no, I, I audibly, I was watching by myself and I audibly said, oh no. And I, I'm sorry to Michelle for doubting her. I was like, what did Michelle do? Why would, why would you do this? Only to have Olivia the very next pick pick who she picked mariah i mm-hmm. I, I was screaming at my tv luckily they did the genius cut so they could see what happened <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it I, I i understand that olivia was like fighting for her life to not go in herself but i i could not believe that she didn't just like save because in the beginning of the episode she's like all right this is the four everyone's like this is a four like they're clearly against us like i do not care about them at all i will you know i will backstab them it doesn't matter to just then again listen to what michelle wanted her to do because michelle is just you know the best player okay i agree that because we didn't do it right after the challenge that it gave us great tv but it also took like multiple all-time bonehead moves to get here (laughs) like (laughs) i'm sorry I i get Earlier in the episode, we have, like, even Berna is like, it should be Olivia. Multiple people are saying that, like, it's going to be Olivia. They go to Olivia and say, like, okay, Olivia, it's going to be you unless we do something. But guess what? Like, as soon as Michelle says Olivia's name, she's safe. They can't take that back. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and do whatever you want. Uh, Like, next week, is it not going to be Olivia? (laughs) You know, she's still at the bottom. There's still almost every person. Every person in that house now is still also saying if Horacio can't trust Olivia, if Norris can't trust Olivia, like what makes me think that I can trust Olivia moving forward? Like no one should ever trust Olivia going forward on a season of the challenge. Right. Why did she say, why was she like, well, you know, since they saved me, I now have to uh, save Mariah. Like why was, why was her word on this like worth so much more than the word she gave to, you know, the foursome that she was working with. I, I, I don't know why she didn't just save all of those people that she wanted to save. Because it's not even just the fact that she betrayed Norris, which is like a big betrayal in its own. And and we know all of the, you know, backstory here as to, as far as Norris getting on the phone with her family who said, don't trust Olivia. And she said, okay. Which is crazy. I can't, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> well, yeah. I, the challenge is the only show where you could get like phone calls from loved ones telling you who to trust. You could get former champions coming in and be like, by the way, Bananas is pissed at you. Like, it's such a shit show. (laughs) It is a free for all. Um, But so we know that that whole thing was going on. But then when you add in the factor of like Olivia's betrayal of Horacio here, it's just making this like, like Scali said, one of the, one of the most all time uh, biggest betrayals in challenge history of just how the hell uh, did, did we get to this point? She, you know, going into next week would have had this entire trio backing her. If any of them were to win next week. And granted, she doesn't know that we're about to lose two people. People here, but mm-hmm. if the three of them are safe and two other people are gone, there's a pretty high chance that she's going to be safe by one of them winning next week. I mean, at this point, there's so few people left. It's just, again, it is insane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, she doesn't know that two people are going to go home, but she would have had the two of them also after her next week, probably. <laughs> like, if Kylan comes back, you think he's working with Olivia? Like, hell no. Right. Uh, is vindictive as hell. Like, uh, she goes from a position of being able to guarantee the safety of all three players to signing the, like, 100% chance that all three of them are going into elimination and that two of them end up getting eliminated. It is one of the worst moves of all time. It's one of the biggest betrayals of all time. Like, it's aggressively bad yeah and if she just makes the right decision here we'd be talking about wow how'd she pull this one over on michelle this is one of the best moves of all time 
Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder how they like got to anything else at the reunion, or like you know, how did they just not spend the entire <laughs> uh, two full days of filming talking about this? So I need to know how Michelle was so sure that Olivia wasn't going to do the smart thing and just save Norris or Horacio. I couldn't tell you. Um, yeah. Like to have Mariah be a part of this conversation, where at this point, like the entire like group of uh, Nerissa Rossio and Kylan are so like anti Mariah because they're like, why the hell is this woman and her her British boyfriend like? Why are they so safe? <laughs> why are they so prioritized over us? And Olivia has been part of this group of Nerissa Rossio and Kylan for for at least a week and change now. Uh, so to have her like then be like, oh. Mariah's, you know, a part of this plan and I should just pick her next and that'll be the best way to keep me safe because that's what everybody's promising me. I'm just like, like she said, there was nothing going on up there. It, it, it was just insane. Um, right. Cause she's still so expendable to this alliance when, I, I mean, you guys can talk about how big of a betrayal it is. Like two people, uh, you know, three, if you count Kylan, Kylan, but Horacio and Nuris who would have done like anything for her and are good like competitors like it just does not make sense to throw that away yeah, yeah her first and second best ally in the house <laughs> it's gone crazy for no, michelle you. who you know i don't blame i would throw my game away for michelle as well but <laughs> I, I, does she think this is a good move or is she just like i want michelle to win because if she's coming from a place of wanting to michelle to win then i can't fault her too too much the only logic that makes sense uh, it's it's real bad uh, um and the thing is that like I don't even know. Okay. I'm trying to think of any world in which this could make sense for Olivia. And I really don't think I can get there. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't think so. Oh, you tried. You really did. <laughs> you tried. Yeah, I thought something was coming, but yeah, no. I, I, I hear the thinking. It's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. I really I was thinking, I was trying. All right. Like other people's perspectives on this, we have, you know, Norris who all along. Uh, so the one of the first conversations when we get back to the house after the challenge um, is Norris with Jay, Michelle and Olivia. And it seems like for a second that they're almost back on like trying to get back on the same page to even the point where Michelle is talking about saving Horacio, which would make Norris happy after all that this group has been through. Uh, and Jay, like the evolution of Jay. So I guess like I'm talking about Norris and Jay back to back throughout the course of this, where Jay is like you know what i'm gonna just throw the ball to you guys uh because that's how this works i say michelle's name and then you guys figure it out from there to make sure that all of us are safe and then next thing we know mariah and narice are talking about how jay has a plan and the plan is uh you know not something that narice is going to be happy with and then jay and michelle are talking later after they talk to berna and then jay is like moving forward with like a specific plan that he has to the point where like Scally mentioned later on, he's going to come with the notepad and say, uh, <laughs> look, Maurice, I had the look, entire laid out plan of what, look, what look, I told happened. you, see, you were, you weren't supposed to be here. So, I mean, I like, I want to blame Olivia and I'm going to, but like, Jay and Maurice, or no, specifically Jay, like also like and Michelle, who's spinning in circles, like looking at every single person in the house that she's like, you know, promised marriage to at this point uh, and is like not having any idea how to pick who's at the bottom of her list eventually lands on Colleen. So all of them are just playing, you know, like they're being spun around 7000 times and then, you know, sent to walk in a straight line and make a decision. Well, Michelle comes I out think... of this so great. Like I, she, the whole episode is about her. How is she going to choose? Like she has too many allies, and she doesn't lose any of the allies, and instead just loses all of her opponents. It's it's incredible work from Michelle. I think Norris is going to come in pretty pissed. <laughs> otherwise, I think she has like bigger targets ahead of her, which saves her there. Um, I think that the gameplay for Jay and Michelle was like like in theory like this is fine other options are fine but the 
like wavering back and forth and Jay like openly saying like it wasn't supposed to be Doris <laughs> when like other people are like so which one of us was it supposed to be like I love his yelling. half-hearted plea when it gets to Corey I think and he's just like pick Norris pick Norris and then it doesn't happen he's like oh come on no that wasn't supposed to happen that's the thing is that like it gets down I think it's Berna and then Berna picks Colleen and then Colleen picks Corey right. like yes. cementing yeah that's what it was when Berna yeah he was, was screaming to try to get Berna yeah yeah to pick Norris like mm -hmm. and was Berna like no duh, to did, get Berna to pick Corey because then Corey was Corey uh, Corey a part of the plan supposed did, to pick Norris did Berna know about this plan or was he just like was this like Jay shouting at her at the at the uh whatever this ceremony is called was this the first time that Berna was hearing this and she was just supposed to pick based on what jay was saying or was this like communicated to her ahead of time you're guessing i think in lines. theory they had talked about kind of like all right like it's gonna be colleen and so my like i imagine it was out there and, and Berna was just like yeah fuck that well that's the thing is that Berna, colleen and Corey are doing what olivia should have done right because like, you're right unlike olivia Berna is actually saving yeah. her allies Yep, exactly. Like, okay, you <laughs> saved me. Now, moving on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm going to do what I want to do. That's the beauty of the safety chain. Yeah. And, Boy, and imagine so, if we like, had safety chain all season. Ugh. How much better? This I'm already saying this is the best season I've seen. How much better it could have been? I think that the dual safety chain is the best version where you end up with like one, let's say it's two people at the bottom, and then they get to pick their opponent, like thus oh, guaranteeing. Perfect. That's great. Right? Like, both halves of an alliance are going to end up like in elimination. Like you can't like completely isolate people and just keep going at them over and over and over. So I think that's probably the best version, but this is playing out at least interestingly enough, especially the fact that like, there's no obvious like trio that's going to end up at the bottom next week. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but I think that Jay's like gameplay starts getting like really, really bad again, where he is, thinking that he can control it as much, much as he's saying like Michelle I'm picking you and then like it's up to chance <laughs> but like he doesn't actually let it go he is screaming about how he didn't get his way and it's just like it's going to isolate people even further yeah Matt are you enjoying Jay's current arc of I, being angry I love, now whining? Jay yeah Jay has always been a fun underdog when him and Michelle are playing behind and I've always appreciated him from that point and I've always rooted for him but now to know that he is also an insane front runner when he's playing from ahead is only making me enjoy watching it more. Like, am I rooting for him to win? He, I was rooting for Michelle to win and Kylan to win, but so he wasn't at the top of the list, but I don't think I'd be upset if he won. Like I, I understand why people might not be enjoying this side of Jay, but uh, you know, unlike some other people, he is making great TV. He is reacting to things in a way where I can't imagine why he would be like, other than just, Obviously, he's like a petulant child at heart, um, but like obviously reacting in the ways that he's reacting is not going to be the best for his game. It's not going to make people like him. You have his real friend, Norris, out here, like, you know, saying that they're not friends anymore. So it's like it's fascinating TV to watch. I love it. I don't like he's not crossing any lines too much for me where I'm like, I hate this man. Get him off my TV. Like I am having such a good time watching him act like an insane person and try to control this entire season. I think the fun will be slash would be, you know, depending on how this again, ultimately plays out for him uh, is going to just be seeing if this is all towards like a big victory for him or a downfall where does this all blow up in his face? Like is Norris going to get, especially now that she's back, is she going to get the final laugh and be able to, you know, send him out or is he going to, you know, do all of this uh, whining, continuing to get his way and, you know, just be one of like the most uh, not controversial, but like, 
maybe disliked champions in a while by like the broader fan base who, you know, again, maybe people are enjoying the entertainment of what he's got going on here, but still I think a pretty overwhelming majority are not enjoying him as a like a fan favorite. Listen, whining is a valid strategy. Uh, He's a very uh, effective villain this season. And I I think it's been fascinating to watch. Like, I think it was the, the great free agents uh, Twitter account themselves that were like, (laughs) never has a, never, never has a duo like enjoyed, like, enjoyed less like uh being i don't know how you phrase it but being in power yeah and there's a picture yeah running the entire season there's a picture of them like crying at the deliberation like it is and let's watch it like jay and michelle are like arguing now they can't even get on the same page like when when even michelle is like jay is a fucking menace like i can't i can't work with this guy like he's obviously doing something wrong but i I don't hate him for it it is so funny like uh, when we get to the selection here and tj looks at jay and michelle like what the (laughs) fuck are you guys like aren't you doing very what is the well matter? What is aren't wrong you, with you like constantly safe aren't you like running this house right like, now i'm too popular. why do you look so sad I have, I have too many friends i don't know what to do <laughs> like yeah i, I mean, appreciate that he's he's pulling this out of them uh i can only imagine what like probst would do with them in a spot like this to be like tell me more about this like why is it so hard for you but sorry scally here no, I, I wouldn't have to think about Jeff Probst during this, during this podcast. <laughs> it's exactly it where they are like crying and whining as these other people are like, you know, I'm about to go home, right? Like we are actively going into elimination or we're going into elimination next week. We're at the bottom of your alliance and you guys are the ones crying like hysterically. Like, And yet they, they aren't doing anything about it. They, yes. they either can't do anything <laughs> about it or they because like. All the the beauty of their alliance is that all the smart people got ostracized out of it, so and just got targeted continuously out of it, and they're left with all the idiots that are just gonna continue working for them. It's 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 brilliant. It's wild. Besides Uh, Mariah, I think Mariah is the greatest player. She's able to drag her. Oh (laughs) I'm a huge I'm a huge Mariah fan. Actually, I love Mariah. That's funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that there are. Like some decent players here who could be good moving forward, but just like came playing this season so scared. And that's why I keep talking about like, I think that this season has really like set a lot of these players head on straight to where they're going to be trying a lot harder in future seasons. But so many of them were like, I went out early last time. Like, I just need to get far and like secure my spot. Like I need to like make a name for myself, but none of them are doing that because they're not doing anything. They're just sitting and waiting until their turn to go home. Uh, So like that is the opposite of how you should be trying to make a name for yourself. And I I think that obviously people like Kyland or, uh, you know, others have (laughs) recognized that and gone ahead and played against the majority of alliance but it just always takes a little too long and so i am hoping that you know moving forward a lot of these players have woken up but i got like what one week wait one week left yeah i mean if olivia and norice defected earlier it could have been it could have been very compelling i mean olivia's back now so i guess she didn't defect too far but uh it definitely could have been fun just you you know you're talking a lot of stuff right now but just wait until colleen is the female face of the challenge moving forward oh wow <laughs> um we have a mariah and a colleen stand on the line no i'm not i hate colleen i want her off the, <laughs> her off the TV. That, that was said sarcastically i sincere i sincerely love mariah though right. <laughs> just to clear that up um the uh, i think i don't know if both of you or just one of you were talking about this earlier but when when jay at the very end of this uh is going to specifically again call out like the plan was supposed to be to save Norris. And I think TJ, yeah, TJ gets involved and he's like, Jay, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's such a valid question because as everybody is looking at him and saying, 
if you wanted to save Norris, you had the opportunity to do so. Exactly. You were the first person who got to say a name and save somebody. And if you wanted to save Norris, you could have done it. Everyone probably would have saved Michelle. You could have saved Norris. Yep. And, and he's screaming. The number one person I'm protecting in this game besides Michelle is Norris. It's like, oh. <laughs> how does that look to the rest of your alliance? Because yeah. you're constantly arguing with Norris. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and, and, and hmm. you know, for to be Colleen in this moment, who like has been so back and forth with Jay all season and seems to like ultimately more often than not land on the side of like being willing to trust him, even though she kind of knows that she shouldn't. Uh, yet again, Jay is like out here screaming at the top of his lungs. It's supposed to be Colleen. Yeah, She's he's literally to telling her, like, it could not even be more obvious. He's like, yeah, Bern is supposed to pick Corey. Corey's supposed to pick Norris. Can't make it any more clear. Colleen. Lena is supposed to be going home tonight. That's it. They think, you know, they think they are sending whoever goes in to their death in this game. And they thought that was going to be Colleen. They're like, Colleen is supposed to be going home. I'm so curious how it plays out. If you have someone like from this middle faction win next week, I think that probably the spoiler in there is Emmanuel where he's probably going to pick Jay. Uh, but I'm right. really curious, like if they got their way and they won next week, let's say a Colleen, a Berna, a Corey, uh, like, do they say screw Jay? Like screw Michelle? Like where does that go? I don't. I don't think that like you know Berna's obsessed with Michelle. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, it is probably going to be a little difficult. But I'm curious where their heads are. Like besides just like we need to stay safe. Well, you obviously got to save James. That's first and foremost. True. <laughs> then after that, who knows? I mean, uh, I think Mariah and James probably are who end up in elimination, like with either Olivia or Norris. Wow, but... can't have that. No, obviously. <sighs> I don't even know who I, I haven't even thought about. It. I don't even know who I'm rooting for to go home next week. Mm. I was so concentrated on just Kyla and Horacio, make sure they stay every week. That now yeah, I mean, the, the point, game truly, the game truly has reset. I, I want to say that the answer is James, but like he's just getting protected until yeah. you know, season 40 at this point. So my answer truly is anyone but Nuris and I guess and like Michelle at this point. <laughs> like, mm. Oh, good anybody. save. Good save. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like send any of them home. I don't care. Um, yeah, um, I'm. I will get to uh, Nerys standing in due time here, um, but that's essentially also where I'm at. Everybody else is uh, fair game to just go. Um, so that was the selection. I, I, we did, I don't know, breeze a little bit through the uh, middle section. Scally, do you have anything else from uh, that whole area, like their night out or any of the different conversations and all the pitches people were making? I thought that Jay actually had an okay conversation with Michelle here, where um, while I find the argument of, Everyone else should have changed their votes except for him uh, to be dumb. But I think that his conversation with Michelle, where he talks about how, like, if it was Michelle that they had been putting in danger, like, he would have gone absolutely berserk. And while uh, we saw, like, she was on his side, she definitely was saying, like, you put Jay in danger. Uh, I think that he was using it effectively in his argument to point to, like, uh, <laughs> I have been a better ally to you than you have been to me. And so therefore, like if one of your allies has to go home here, like too bad. Uh, I thought that he was playing that well, at least even if it was an unlikable argument. Mm -hmm. Wow. Jay gets credit. I'm gonna give he's credit. right. He's right. He was, he was, he was doing good work in that, in that argument with Michelle, the two of them. Uh, what is this? Like uh, the, it's happened all season. Was it happening last season too, that they just like have so many times where they can't get on the same page. Uh, yeah, I feel like they argued about they argue like, so much. Michelle wanting to save Nani and Call, the Callum yeah. and all the stuff, you know, from this season earlier on. It's just, yeah, um, <laughs> like never have you seen uh, ride or dies, you know, by the by their 
very definition uh, argue more. And I could be wrong. Maybe everybody argues as much as they do, but it's been so uh, prominently featured in the past two seasons. Uh, it's like, I really hope that Michelle finds a new friend soon. <laughs> she has so many. Just make, make somebody else your ride or die. No, I'm mm. fine with it. I'm fine with Michelle and Jay, to be honest. I, I think it makes a more interesting TV show if she's still with Jay. I mean, and she's going to be because they have proven, you know, loyalty to each other beyond what many other people are able to prove. Um, but, you know, just as far as each other goes, you know, we've seen plenty of people be loyal to each other throughout the season. But um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, yeah. We also didn't really talk about Nerese kind of wanting to quit. <laughs> it seemed like right. that. Yeah, that, that, that did look like it was going to happen for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're all just down. I think they're ready to go home. It's been so long of a season. We're on episode 16, which probably means uh, truly like, what What are they, two and a half months in at this point, like getting so close to the final. Uh, the fact that they're still here doing all of this has to be the most exhausting thing. So I feel for yeah. Norris and uh, Michelle and everybody else that was just like done. I don't was really this, like. Was this before the safety chain or after the safety chain that she was threatening? It was to shown quit? before. It was shown, but okay. Well, it seems like you might it. be implying yeah. that it that it actually <laughs> happened after. I I just never trust the challenge. Um, like for all we know, like this could have been next week. Like who knows? <laughs> you know, uh, except that they like were specifically mentioned. But I think Olivia does reference it in like the flashback we get of her talking to Michelle. Like, uh, you know, Nurice was ready to quit. Like, I need to look out for myself at this point. Um, but. Right. I I don't know. I understand like in a game and also even as a viewer, why it can be frustrating to see someone like verbalize like I'm over it. I just want to go home like I'm done. But I kind of look at it as like, well, everyone gets frustrated. And as long as they don't and even sometimes if they do act on it, uh, mm -hmm. like whatever, who cares? You know, people have their low moments and that's fine. Like move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was I because it, it had been such a great episode up to that point. I was hoping that it didn't just end with her quitting and then that that yeah. was going to be it but uh i'm i'm glad she stuck it out and good, good thing she did yeah and before we like give norice her flowers for this uh elimination win like this is of course the last episode as far as the season goes and uh, entirely in the season goes because uh he was filming a different show during the reunion so i don't believe Horacio will be there uh Horacio Nor is uh done for the season here oh not for life they're still not together luckily Thank oh my god uh, please tell me you saw her tweet that we'll talk about them on the, the show. Well, yeah, I'm, was, I'm giving too many tweets away. Tweets. <laughs> oh my god! Nerese <laughs> again living her best life, and I love that for her. Um, yes, in detail. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I will also just take the opportunity. Yes. Look, unbiased. I'll drag when deserved. Kylan's popping off his shirt to reveal the jersey. It's so lame. Corny. <laughs> <laughs> it was so embarrassing. It did not hit as much as he probably was dreaming that it would. Uh, being like, oh, you know, these guys are so boring. They just do the same thing. And then he pulls his shirt off. And Norris like, laughed. She's like, huh, I should have done that. And everyone else is like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if the three of them had done that, like, maybe mm. something. But... Yeah, I cringed. He yeah. he's taking swings. Not all of them are going to land. You know, he, he's he's just he's trying things, and I think he his success rate is uh in the positives for now. So they they you can't hit a home run every time. I mean, I mean, <laughs> when he got thrown in during chaos and multiple times was just like, you know, if I'm going to get thrown in, like, got to protect the money because I plan on winning. And it's like, yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you not think they were all going to air? <laughs> you never know. I guess. Yes. Um, let's talk about speaking of Kylan, his conversation with Olivia, where he calls her an idiot. 
<laughs> I think he said she was her, stupid. Yeah, he calls her yeah. stupid. <laughs> um, because Olivia is going to, we're going to get into uh, an Olivia and Norris conversation. And before she goes to talk to Norris, uh, she's going to stop by Kylan and say that she wants to talk to her. And Kylan's like, so what are you going to say to her? That you knew that that was going to happen and you were okay with it? Or just that you were stupid? <laughs> I love that it just cuts off there. Either I knew and I'm okay with it, or I'm stupid. <laughs> those, are, those are the two options. Like, yeah, what, which one are you gonna go with? It was great. A uh, good question. Uh, very valid. When she goes to talk to Norris, um, she does, you know, uh, get the information finally dropped on her that uh, Norris has been uh, holding on to for quite some time now. Some information that Olivia was uh, talking crap about Norris and may not be as trustworthy as uh, she would have thought Norris would have viewed her as. Because again, Norris got this information from back home, and Norris, uh, as far as we get her perspective and confessional, I mean, she immediately denies it and is like that sounds crazy uh, in person but then in confessional is like wow so we just spent the past however many weeks in this game of Norris just waiting for me to fuck up and screw her over yeah it's true <laughs> like uh like there's not much more to say i think that there has been speculation of whether the dm that Norris's brother has received was like super valid or if it was just another challenger nisa uh making up stuff <laughs> so um so I, like unclear but either way like Olivia proved it right here by just completely screwing over all her friends. A classic self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> it was put onto the universe and it just eventually happened. I, I, you know, he knew. He knew all along. And when I DM Kim Fitzgerald on season 40 and say, tell her not to trust Jay. <laughs> how's that going to go? It's a good way to get on to get your to get mentioned on the challenge. Next no, time. I mean, Anissa didn't get mentioned. I just I would be That's true. playing Anissa, the role of friend of Kim. <laughs> also, I another reason uh, this season I like so much, maybe because Tori and Anissa aren't here uh, ruining it for me. Uh, I have bad news for you about next season. <laughs> You're, you're telling me they're on the season. But I'm glad you're enjoying well, this one for now. Next season isn't going to be my favorite season. So. That's true. There we go. It's going to be one of the other 50 that just blend together. So <laughs> look, this is the group. We have these three, uh, the best friends that anyone's ever had. Uh, two of them who are kissing each other uh, quite often. Norris Arasio. Uh, oh, uh, okay. that up to the imagination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Norris Arasio and Kyland are going to head to uh, the Conquest Elimination number two. Scally, this wasn't the exact uh, same elimination, but it was the exact same elimination. I mean, it's a 1% difference. <laughs> I appreciated <laughs> that they put footholds on the wall uh so that someone doesn't just get screwed like zara apparently did last uh <laughs> time i wonder how long that like really took her and just completely put her out of it so i did notice the footholds they obviously changed up the puzzles they did not change those boxes uh and Norris being like maybe the smallest person in the house just is absolutely like flailing her body over these yeah. uh at the beginning <laughs> so uh there's that but i mean the elimination I was kind of bored the first time. I'm definitely bored the second time outside of Norris pulling off the upset and beating both Horacio and Kylan here. What yeah. a way, what a way, what a way for the Kylan and Horacio saga to end that they're both just taken out at the same time by a, by, by a legend, a legend in the making. <laughs> there we go. Watching this elimination was one of those moments where sometimes like 
you 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 can imagine moments where like you're going to get so hyped for a certain player watching uh i i come i have like my examples right off the bat i have a paris winning big brother canada i have tamar winning big brother uh celebrity oh. i have marianne winning survivor 42 i have natalie wow. anderson winning survivor 29 uh, all of these examples of just like pure like ecstasy of just watching this happen in a world where maybe you thought it could happen maybe you didn't uh and then just to see it happen i end up in a world where i'm like i don't even know what to say i don't think words or tweets or anything can justify like the like the emotion that i'm feeling inside of just so excited for her happy for her proud of her and like I can use that for, again, all of those examples, plus Norris here, who's not even winning the season right here in this moment, but <laughs> it feels like she is. She went into this elimination. Everybody that was back at the house going into this elimination, sure, that Norris was going home. Uh, they saw that in the last one, uh, you know, Horacio and Kylan took down Zaza and, you know, she's gone. And now they're like, okay, well, it's the same two competitors that are, uh, I don't know if they are speculating that it's going to be the same type of elimination as well. Regardless, these two guys guys that are very strong. Horacio has never lost an elimination to this point. Kylan is what 4-0 on the season at this point. Nobody's thinking Norris is coming back, especially not Norris. Uh, but she goes into this and just keeps her head down and fights all the way through while the other guys are struggling, which certainly didn't hurt her chances here. But as far as we could tell, like didn't have any slip ups on the first two stations she does. And on the third one, she took a little bit longer to get it done, uh, but she didn't lose focus the entire time. You know, as far as in confessional, she's telling us that, you know, she's thinking about her family who she's fighting for back home. She just stayed focused on the right things at the right times and got the job done. And when TJ hypes her up, I was like, thank God TJ's at least able to get the words out because I couldn't, Uh, I was just sitting there again in shock in awe and just so proud of Norris. And I am just like a legend in the making. No legend. The legend's here. She's here. The legend right is here. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, share your excitement to an extent. Uh, not putting her in the pantheon of things that made me quite as happy as the other things you just named. Uh, a, a, because, you know, obviously they all went on to win, to be determined if Norris is going to win. But And B, I was also, you know, kind of still rooting for Kylan, even though I, I know it's iconic that Norris did defeat yes. them both. And, you know, what what a <laughs> what a fitting ending for Kylan and Horacio as well to be to be taken down in one fell swoop by Norris, but was still rooting for Kylan, still thought he was going to, like, you know, even though we were both struggling, uh, uh, when when Horacio like changed tactics, I was like, oh, that's bad. Maybe Kylan's gonna win. And then once Norris ends up getting the puzzle, I was like, oh shit, this is this this is happening. This this might be happening here. And then from that point on, it was just like the like I know they probably were editing it editing it to make it look closer, but I was like, there's there's no way like Norris has this puzzle that these other two guys just cannot do. I, I feel like there's no way she loses here. And even though I was rooting for Kylan, like obviously amazing that she pulls it out it's worth it just for that shot like at the end of her walking back to the house looking like she just came back from war Mm -hmm. and just to see like i cannot wait to see how everyone greets her when she comes back next week like it very you're you're right matt she she the legend is here Uh, here's okay as much as if you say anything negative about narice i'm kicking you off the call as much as I have resorted <laughs> I just, to rooting for... I hear for, the tone in your voice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As <laughs> much as I've been rooting for Horacio this season... You've not been rooting for Horacio this season. Uh, I've resorted to, out of yeah. <laughs> lack of other options. You're the biggest Horacio hater out there, as far as That I is know. also probably true. <laughs> <laughs> Let so him just you... be a handsome boy winning challenges. Why? What's wrong with you? It tells you a lot about the other options in the house and how I feel. <laughs> um, but... And I, as much as I am loving Norris, I am only sad in that the house got their way. 
Right. Oh, yeah. That that is also what I'm. I hate that they are now going to be happy that Kylan and Horatio yes. are both gone. I I she's, do hate that a lot. But yeah, she's going to come back in the house, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh my god!" But also like, "Yes, oh my yeah. god!" Like we got rid of the two people we wanted to get rid of, and yeah, they're so, going to be so happy. Yep, that's exactly it. So as much as like I am happy for Norris, I am not happy that everyone else is happy. Um, yeah, I don't care. Narice <laughs> and Narice, uh, this is going to be all about her. I don't care how happy Jay is that because, because they're going to have to pay the price of a scorned Narice coming back into the house without Horacio by her side and with now in the Kylan position of I have nothing to lose. Like she can work with whoever she wants to at this point because theoretically her allies should still want to work with her the people who were you know uh protecting her even though things went so wrong should want to protect her going forward uh and then the people that are on the middle who are not really the middle anymore now it's kind of firmly two sides of like Corey Berna Colleen versus like Jay Michelle Mariah James and uh, like Olivia Norris floating in Emmanuel. the middle oh, and Emmanuel yeah um so Norris should be in a good spot at this point to uh I'm I'm like honestly, you know, if you're hoping for downfall of like a Jay or anyone like that at this point, Mariah James, um, then you're gonna hope that like a Corey Burna Colleen wins and they get to pick Narice and then Narice gets to laugh as she watches them, you know, Jay and, and whoever go to elimination. I don't think they will though. I think Narice is coming in this house like <laughs> Fuck you, fuck you, yeah, fuck you. 100%. <laughs> like every single person in <laughs> this house. Don't talk to me. I'm not interested. Like, I don't like any of you, uh, especially towards her firm, former allies. Uh, I do not think that she is going to be like coming in and saying like, I made it back. Now You're who wants right. to work with me? <laughs> you know, like I don't think there's a chance of that. And I, I also think uh. that, okay, some of the people in the middle have woken up to the fact that they are working with each other. I don't, I think, like, the stink on Norris that has been placed there by, like, the people in power is, like, going to stick, and they're all going to still be too scared, and unfortunately, I think that she is just still on an island completely by herself. Yeah, and let me not forget that Berna's part of that middle group, and her and Berna yep. don't have any love lost there. Um, but you know what? The power of Horacio and Kyland and all of their winning ways has now been transferred to Norris, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, she's gonna be fine uh i'm just manifesting okay at this point. you seem um, confident please uh yeah i just i can't see this going any other way she she like was it her one of them that's like um if it was gonna be anybody to like take down these two boys like it's it's it was nurice and that's just incredible it was so cool to watch um such a good moment for her uh tj you know of course wants to hype up the boys on the way out and you know uh he's been so proud of them the whole way through and he didn't want to see them back in the elimination arena but of course hope to see you both in the future but nurice oh my god so that's that. And she's going to, I hope TJ, I hope TJ got to bro out with uh Kyla and Horacio afterwards. He seemed to really like them. I'm sure I'm they sure. all got a drink together. Yeah. He said, Horacio, come uh, hang out for a little bit. Uh, let me, uh, let me get some time with you while, while Norris is in here. Wow. I'm so interested. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> which two writing, are kissing? Um, writing fan fiction over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm so interested to see. Like, it would have been really these... funny if TJ gave them a little kiss on the way out. Oh. <laughs> that would have been If Johnny Bananas was home <laughs> watching TJ kiss other men instead of him. Oh, my God. The tweets, Please, the podcast John... that would have been fired out from that. No. Johnny Bananas sits here every week like, kiss me. Don't you love me? And then as soon as a man comes within three feet of him, he screams. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving him any credit. Uh, so, but I'm very interested to see how these three specifically play on 
future seasons, especially when the vets come back. Um, I mean, Nurice, her most like solid connection to a vet, obviously having been Nelson, who I would not expect to see on the challenge for quite some time, unfortunately. Uh, I think that it's going to be interesting when most of their like personal connections are with the newbies, but they very clearly do not want to work with a lot of these newbies. Uh, how do they fit in to a house full of vets who I think are going to embrace them a little bit more? I agree. I think it'll be very interesting. And we're talking about not to spoil uh, some of the draft picks from uh, that podcast that we just put out again on Patreon is um, some of the most likely people that we think may be there. So very interesting. Um, what else, Matt, anything else? What have, what have we not gotten to from this uh, great episode here? Oh God, what have we not gotten to? I, I feel like we, we covered it all. What, what, what else could we talk about? I don't know. I mean, at this point, we're we're looking ahead at again probably one more week. Uh, it seems of this conquest part of the game before we get to the final. Uh, I think at the very least, you know, it seems pretty likely we're going to lose two more people, one in a purge, at least one in elimination, so that we go to the final with four and four. Uh, do we? I don't know. Have predictions or so hopes? Is it, is- so is it going to be two women that get uh, eliminated next that's, week? Then? That's also a, a a part of it that we have to consider because I mean, if it's an individual final, then what does it matter to them if right. it's six women and two men that are at the end um i would like I swear that. To God, <laughs> if they're like not enough women have been going home like shut the hell up <laughs> it's gonna don't be a you... women's elimination the last women get gets purged and then it's a woman's elimination afterwards as well don't you dare could you imagine just all four guys knowing they're safe and in the final next week that'd just be <laughs> frustrating James making a final. I <laughs> I don't care how good these past two episodes have been. I'm turning the TV off. <laughs> well, yeah. I think we get we got to get Colleen out of there regardless. <laughs> if a guy can be eliminated, I'd like for it to be Emmanuel. I don't know how that happens, but you know, crazier things have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see Olivia uh, I, I, going as well. So I, I want know. a quadruple elimination. <laughs> I, sure. Send them all. I want Just them all me. gone except Narice and Michelle, <laughs> and they run the final against each other. Thank you, Narice, Michelle. <laughs> it's Jay. like a three-part final. Just <laughs> the two of them. <laughs> Narice, Michelle, I'm Jay, ready. Mariah, James as the five people that run, run the final. James, <laughs> you're part of the problem. He's running with Mariah. No, <laughs> they're running together. No. <laughs> oh my god. Who else? I liked Corey for most of the season, but he's been a little irre- irrelevant recently. Yeah, um, Scally. Anything we didn't get to today? No, I think anything that we missed, uh, we'll remember and talk about on Monday. Sounds like a plan. Again, uh, we have our bonus weekly podcast over on Patreon where we get into uh, all the social media, especially all the social media that we didn't get to today. Uh, Got into a little bit of it today because uh, some of it was just very relevant to the conversation, but there's a lot more mess. Some of it that's been deleted, uh, you know, quickly, but I think is still screenshotted, hopefully on Reddit. So we can get into some of that. Again, we're going to talk about the challenge home turf. Did you get to watch it yet, Scali? I have not yet. Okay. Uh, Matt, did you check it out by any chance? No, no, I have not checked out the challenge home turf. Well, uh, I'm going to highly recommend it. Um, It actually was a very interesting look into the life of CT. And uh, that was the, he was the first uh, episode there. I know there's a a handful more to come. uh, So we'll get into that again on the bonus episode and, uh, and whatever else we're maybe, maybe a little Bravo check in this week. Uh, Vanderpump started and uh, I'm pretty well into my summer house binge at this point and uh, whatever else comes up. Right. There we go. So right. pay attention to Drag Race this week. We can finally talk about it. Um, didn't the episode already air? Well, rewatch it. 
homework. There's an episode tomorrow. We don't record till Monday. Okay, okay. okay. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm not rewatching. I'm watching Canada's Drag Race. So like that's very more top of mind right now. Um, uh, we can talk wow. about that too. Whatever you want to do. Oh my God, so many <laughs> topics. I'm overwhelmed. Um, speaking of topics, uh, Matt Gagan, you host a podcast where you talk about a couple of different topics. Where can people find that and you online? Wow. Great, great question. Uh, you can subscribe to the Lonely Boys podcast wherever you get your podcast, where uh, me and me and good friend Brendan Ruppel are breaking down every episode of Gossip Girl. We are we're in the home stretch almost. We're, we are in the second half of season five. So uh, plenty, plenty of content if you want to start from the beginning. Uh, and then you could also become a loyal uh, patron of ours and uh, uh, listen to the Sandy Boys, where we are doing the same thing, except with episodes of the OC. So if you're a fan of Josh Schwartz teen dramas, uh, Lonely Boys, Sandy Boys, uh, that is that's that's where you're going to hear us talk about it. Yeah. And if you're a fan of either of the hosts of the Free Agents podcast, uh, we pop in over there pretty often. Yeah, one of you has been uh, is part of the six. Uh, let's not. Talk I won't. I won't, I won't say which uh, one. <laughs> wow, sounds like a cool person. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is is a member of the Mere Five Timers Club, but Mere, that could change. Right. Maybe they'll be cool one day. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, uh, unless you can climb the rope in gym class. But I don't think I'll ever get that chance to. And uh, on Twitter, Mister Gagan. Oh, at Maddie Fresh twenty four. I am tweeting less, I guess, these days because Twitter's just getting more and more unusable but i'm still there i'm still i'm still tweeting so well fo- follow me there i know you're watching more tiktoks but are you making any no no i wouldn't know the first thing about making a tiktok <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> i guess i won't uh, ask you to plug your tiktok then but i'm glad you're enjoying <laughs> yes um scally any plugs Mm, anything i'm doing is on twitter at brian underscore scally and on twitch at twitch.tv slash bscally there you go. Um, I won't plug the Patreon for a third time in this episode, even though I kind of am just by mentioning it. But the link, again, is in our description here below um, for the bonus episodes and everything. $5 a month to get in on all the action there and help support the podcast along the way. Um, and then I'm going to direct anyone who uh, has not yet done so to please leave us a five-star rating and review. We are uh, pretty close to getting 100 of those. Uh, and that would be a nice little milestone for us to uh, complete 100 ratings and reviews five stars only um in the apple podcast feed so if you have not yet done that and want to help us reach that goal can we get that by the end of the season i mean we have a couple more weeks left it's a prob- probably a, a stretch but i hope uh, so let's do it what's stopping us let's and i mean it. all of us so. <laughs> the collective us <laughs> the collective us here um so that's it i'm on twitter of course at matt Ligori. uh follow the podcast if you are not on twitter at pod free agents and uh that is it for now we have of course traders coverage coming up uh we have special guest ali lasher joining us Whoa. this week big get woo Allie will be joining us, um, another uh, challenge podcaster. So uh, we may get into a little bit of challenge coverage over there and just uh, briefly ask Allie how she's enjoying this home stretch, if uh, as much as we are, um, or mostly we are. Yeah, we all are. Um, there was positive are. reviews in this podcast. Um, and Come then, on. yeah, more traders coverage. Uh, enjoying the traders, Matt? I'm loving the traders. Don't count Dan out. Uh, new episode tonight. So we'll see how that goes. My prediction is he will still be in the game. Oh, thank you. I know that's wow. the appropriate reaction to that bold <laughs> prediction. Um, I wanted to get Collins' takes on it, but they were gone off Twitter by the time I yeah, went to go look you know. at them again. So 
Um, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll be back. We'll be back with uh, traders coverage in a couple of days, more challenge coverage next week and uh, more in the meantime on Patreon. So until then, take care and we hope to see you in the future.